Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch. I'm Luke. I'm Katie. And I'm Taylor. And uh, just an absolute banger uh, brought to the table by <laughs> by Katie Grossinger, as per usual. No no, no surprises here. Katie's the, nab- the absolute goat of Bad Movie Brunch selections. The girl does not miss. <laughs> does not miss. You Thank know what I mean? you. And, and I gotta say, I was hooked in from the opening sequence. <laughs> It, it it is a uh, very attention grabbing. I, I mean, how'd you feel, Taylor? Uh, I um. Uh... Word, Katie. Mm-hmm. Please, for love of God, tell me why you picked this movie, and, and okay. I I need to know the background. I didn't know this existed. This is blowing my mind. Barb yeah, wire. Yeah, I'm happy to. Yeah, barb wire. So um. I have known of this movie for a while, and I knew that it was a classically considered-to-be-bad kind of movie. Uh, However, I didn't really have much of an interest in actually watching it until I watched the uh, Pam and Tommy miniseries on uh, Hulu, which is about the uh, Pam Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee sex tape, and how that kind of shaped the internet and uh, the internet's relationship with pornography and how it kind of ruined Pam Anderson's life. And I thought that was so compelling. And one of the uh, the thread lines throughout that uh, miniseries is uh, Pam Anderson is making barbed wire. And oh. in the series, she's talking about it like, this is what's really going to launch my career in a different direction. Because she had been on Baywatch, but she had never been uh, in a feature film before and definitely hadn't starred before. So this was a vehicle for her, and she really thought that this was going to be, like, her ticket to better and meatier roles. And it was something that she really enjoyed, too, because she got to be tough, and uh, she felt like she was showing a different side of herself than she usually did on Baywatch. Um, and, and the project actually meant a lot to her, so I was, I was pretty intrigued, because I had seen the trailer, and I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And uh, so I brought it to the table because I thought we could all enjoy it together. No, I mean, without a doubt, I I, I actually, I, I can totally see, um, I, I'm not being sarcastic at all. I can totally see how serious she seems to be taking it. Like, she's get, like I, 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 I thought the whole time, I'm like, wow, she's really given it. Like, some of these action sequences are like, a lot of work and like some of the stuff she's doing in this, like in this flick is i mean it's not easy so that's a that's a lot of commitment uh and especially when you're trying to make a transition from tv to film which was a much steeper climb in 1996 uh than it is now wouldn't you say um like it, it there's there i think there used to be a much a much bigger line between a tv actor and a movie actor Oh, for um, sure. And then you look at you look at this on paper, and it's like, this is a comic book movie, which I did not realize. It's a uh, so ahead of its time. There, it's uh, a a female lead, female protagonist who's kicking ass. Um, she is using her body, but mm-hmm. kicking ass. And uh, it's a dystopian twenty seventeen. These are all three things I like when I'm when I'm looking <laughs> when I'm looking to to make a movie or buy a movie in the room. So. Uh, I, I, I'm all for it. I just don't know, like, was this, it looks like it's a Dark Horse comic. Was it, like, wildly successful? I, I don't know. I, it must have had some amount of success or else it wouldn't have been picked up. But I, I The budget was 9 million and, uh, the box office was 3.9. But I mean the comic book. Oh, okay. The, what I imagine is it might have had the same amount of, uh, fan base that like tank girl does i got real big tank girl vibes okay uh, that i also did watching the tank girl movie and i think those comics were out at around the same time is it anywhere near like at that time and i don't know if you can speak for it but like it also feels like it falls in like the world of hellboy a little bit and but i mean you get guillermo del toro to make hellboy as opposed to like no offense to david hogan this is a, a little bit of a this is also a difficult property to translate and translate well seemingly mm. um but yeah, I mean, like it feels like it, it feels like, um, you know, like it wants to be Blade or Punisher, like these early like Marvel movies that are, you know, 
taking swings, but also uh, like being a comic book movie in the '90s is different. And right, and and you know, even even they acknowledge it. It's like, what is there to compare it to? There's Batman, and they even do it with the grappling hook, which is like, have you seen Batman? And I was mm-hmm. like, fuck yeah, topical reference, Pam. Um, <laughs> well, the director it, of this movie was second uh, unit director for on, Batman Forever. Oh, perfect, perfect. Well, I'm happy you got in in 1995. I'm happy you got the gig. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff I, I enjoy about it too. I also enjoy that you got you got a little Django slash Boba Fett going on in here. Uh, so th- this show is like twice relevant. Not only do you have the Pam and Tommy <laughs> connection, but the book of Boba Fett just happened. Um, I can't get enough of uh, Mr. Morrison. Just a just a cool Australian guy. I think he's Australian. I don't know. Perhaps New Zealander. Oh boy. I think. What. That you're wrong. Okay. About all the movies. <laughs> oh, he what was part? born in New Zealand. New Zealand? There it okay. is. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. But So I'm not wrong about that. No. <laughs> Except for when I said Australia. Yes. Um, um, but Katie, maybe maybe it would do well for the audience to recap it, because Taylor's, Taylor's looking at me like she wants to just rip me limb from limb. Okay, great. <laughs> I will do my best, but honestly, I, I was thinking about it, and it's just Casablanca. Like, if you oh, remember the plot of Casablanca, that is this whole movie. It starts out like it's going to be completely different because she <laughs> saves a schoolgirl from being human trafficked. And is that what uh, was takes... up? I believe so. I knew I either like they were going to eat her. Eat her? Either... Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were going to eat her or human trafficking. And I'm, I'm going to lean towards human trafficking. Oh, thank God. I mean, I guess I don't know. Which one? What do you prefer, right? Well, he said she's tender like veal. Oh, so... no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> don't skip really over the... Don't, I'm sorry. And I, and maybe am I being a pig here? But we. I feel like we cannot skip over the fact this movie starts with her, like, literally stripping, like, getting sprayed with water over the entire opening credits. Like, oh, that yeah. is the most, that is the most, like, that is a gripping, that is a gripping opener, sir. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that that's like, uh, holy shit. Like, because Taylor's like, Taylor's like, oh my god, I see her nipple. I'm like, no, you don't. And then I'm like, oh, I'm like, are they really just starting this movie with, like, I mean, okay, okay. I'm like, look, I'm not opposed to it. But I'm like, that is such a choice. <laughs> I'm going to read the trivia off of IMDb about what uh, Katie said of why she did this. And it says that... Um, the opening wet strip in which Barb dances in a strip club with her breasts hanging out of her rubber dress while being sprayed with water was suggested by Pamela Anderson after she was inspired by a nightmare she had in which she was being sprayed with champagne while performing a nasty dance. David Hogan, who was under pressure, pressure to include more nudity, liked the, open, liked the idea and threw out the movie's original opening to include it. Look, man. So I, I'm just saying, like, that is such a bold. That's such a bold choice. I'm not saying I'd do it, but it's a bold choice, especially when like, what the fuck could the opener have been? Like that. That's not like if it, if it's not. I don't think people tap in for the first hour if they aren't hooked in by that like by that opening sequence. Just saying. Like, what was it? Oh, let's show a flashback of of war torn Seattle and like the early aughts. Like, I don't know. It was like, I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? I just think that that it's really interesting that it's like her idea is also different than the idea that it's getting pressure to have more nudity in it. But her idea, is it is it not her like taking, is it not, is it not her like trying to like own her fear if it's a nightmare? And like, it's like, what's the, what's something that would be so fucked up? Let's put that on camera. Like th- that, this character would ha- well, like that's just character building, is it not? I'm I'm not trying to be any way. I think uh, I just I I think the opening like this. <laughs> you could just say she's a stripper. It. Yeah, is that you, that's what you think. Yes. Well, it's also like it's just opening up. It yeah. opens like a porno. It sure does. And it plays like a porno. <laughs> it is a porno. Well, wait. You can't convince me otherwise. I think though. And why I'm really happy you brought up this stuff, Katie, about um, Pam saying that this was, like, going to change her career. I do think that this movie, In the Right Hands, is, um, would be incredible. 
I think that this movie could have been really cool. And it just was like, oh man, the, the writing isn't much better than a bad porno. I, and like, I, I'm sure I think, that, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just saying, Katie's only like 10% through the recap. Yes. That's all. <laughs> I just want to jump in really quick on the bad writing. So this script was uh, co-written by uh, Eileen Chaikin. I believe that's how you pronounce her name. Um, okay. Let me look at it real quick. Yeah, Eileen Chaikin. And uh, she is the creator of the L word. L word. And I just want to say this right now. This has nothing to do with the rest of any of this. But, like, I hate the L word so much. I think it sucks <laughs> really hard. And the fact that her, one of her first credits before that is this movie that tanked so hard kind of makes me feel a little bit better about not liking the L word because all lesbians are supposed to like the L word or they revoke your dyke card. So <laughs> I feel I feel at peace knowing how bad this movie is, at and least in terms of the writing. And doesn't L, like, I've never seen the L world, L word. The L world. Hell of a ball. But isn't that also have a lot of problematic things in it? Oh, yeah. Hardcore. Right? Yes. Hardcore. Parkour. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, no. no that Can I just be- say, and this is uh, just, a, just I've, I've never seen any episode of the L word, uh, I think, I, but I remember when it was out, and I remember, like, in middle school or something, some some dude is like, yeah, we're having a sleepover at so and so's house. He's got he's got like these pornos, like like recorded, <laughs> and it was like episodes of the L word, <laughs> like or something like that. I just remember like having that relayed to me, and I was like, you guys are weird. That's um, some Showtime magic, man. Yeah, man. All right, we're gonna go through the plot, and then I'm gonna bring what is like my main thesis of how I feel about this movie. Right? Oh, perfect. Yeah, let yeah. it go. Let, let, let the girl let, go. Let, let I interrupted. Go. You interrupted. Yes. We were a couple of interrupters. Well, indeed, we were. Uh, but it's the plot They're, of Casablanca. Okay. So her boobs are out. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, she, but she recommended it. Yes. And then the director's but like, well, that re- actually helps because they want you to be naked, is what the director said. <laughs> He's like, well, perfect. That actually coincides with my dream that you're, that you're, naked, in the, that you're naked in the opener of my movie. So, this all right. It's like the future for Sydney. This is what the euphoria is. The same thing with the Sydney Sweeney and Sam. <laughs> oh my gosh. History repeats itself, folks. Um, anywho. Katie, I get, what's the quickest way to do this plot? Let her through. Okay. Let her through. It's, Let her go. It's 2017, and it's the middle of the Second American Civil War. Uh, Barb Wire owns a nightclub called the Hammerhead <laughs> in the last free city called Steel Harbor. And she, her life is upended when an old flame of hers, uh, Axel Hood, returns. And he is a freedom fighter working for the Resistance. And along with him is this scientist called Cora D, who is on the run and has had plastic surgery to disguise herself because she was privy to basically super HIV. Like, they were going to unleash super HIV called Red Ribbon, onto the resistance to effectively end the second American Civil War. Oh. And uh, in order for Cora D... (laughs) In order for uh, Cora D and Axel Hood to make their escape to Canada, which isn't going through a civil war, uh, and so that they can tell tell the rest of the world what's been going on over here, uh, they need to get retina... Con- contacts that change your retinas, which is kind of weird because I think the retinas are actually in the back of your eyes. So it'd be more like irises. I think they mean irises, but they keep saying retinas. But anyway, know. they essentially serve as passports. You can be identified by your eyes through these like sci-fi futuristic bad time scanners. And um, they need these special contacts in order to get out of there. And Barb, at some point, wants the contacts for herself because she wants her and her brother to get out of uh, America and into Canada. But her brother ends up being killed, and she decides that what she decides to put her own interest aside and to give the contacts to uh, Cora D and her ex Flame, and so they can get on the plane and escape to Canada. And that's essentially Barb Wire. Whoa, dude, you really did that quick. I like. 
It's, I would have I would have talked for thirty minutes about the whole construction scene <laughs> the with like man. the hook going oh. on, like the thing. That, that's what I was talking about at the beginning when I was like, she worked pretty fucking hard in this movie. I feel like I mean, I'm not saying oh, she yeah. did all of her own stunts, but like that's some crazy shit. That's that's some tough days on set. That's she did so a lot of her own stunts. He, he does like the, the did she really? Heels. She did. That's incredible. Yeah. My man Tamara Morrison's like dropping a crane and and hook and, and hooks the dude in this one thing, and then he misfires and like. She's hanging in the air while it explodes. I'm like, you know, pretty like, you know, pretty solid movie. All things around, like all things considered, when you say, babe, all's well that ends okay. Uh, she won. <laughs> her her brother's dead. Yeah, he, he kind of had a rough life. He yeah, uh, bum, go, gone forever. Yeah, his, Betty Weddy. His friend, his friend Spike. with the cool, his friend Spike with the robot voice died first. Yeah. He ran into her dead body. That was weird. Um, here's, here's my thing. What's your thing? I think that... Oh, she's right. She's got notes. She literally has, like, a manifesto written. I oh, really do. No, I'm just no, kidding. I she doesn't. Um, in my, my mind, I do. I just, I'm like, I think that this movie could have been really, really good, and so now I'm crabby about, um, it's kind <laughs> of like a reminder that I don't think that there are many men out here that can handle women's sexuality without making it a porno. It's I'm, like women with boobs. They, it, there's no reason that Pamela Anderson couldn't make this and be her own version of Batman. And ever since I watch enough, I keep thinking about how he thinks he's one. <laughs> no, I keep thinking that it's like, why can't the woman? Why can't like Wonder Woman is the success? But it's like, why couldn't a woman use later. her sexuality to be a badass crime fighter? And it's like, oh, it's because if a male's in charge and it's through the male gaze, you get that opening scene well, instead of like the opening scene's one thing. But what 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 else makes it kind of seem like a porno is like the weird torture. But like the only torture is like a uh, girdle and on her tits, and she's like moaning. That stuff's weird. Also, I'm like, what are they doing to her? I also read that in the IMDb that that wasn't the original. Uh, the original one was that it was written that she was supposed to be suspended in midair and being electrocuted. And completely instead, naked? they decided to put it... I don't know if it was completely naked. Okay. But I think that instead, they changed it to be more porno-like. I can't like, tell if she's enjoying it or not. I'm, she's moaning like I'm she's freaked enjoying out. it. It sounds exactly like... Uh, <laughs> here's the thing, folks. I don't like, like it. It sounds like a porn noise. It is a porn moan. It's all it like, is a porn moan. And Taylor... As a... She a, loves porn. Yes. So, but not bad porn. Because I don't do it badly. <laughs> for the record, for the audience out there, barbed wire isn't tortured. It's another nameless oh, woman yes. who yes. unfortunately yes. will never know. Here's the thing. Tortured but, so they have the information of what Corrigan's whereabouts, the bad guys. When they're torturing other people, it's just like one thing and they're looking inside her brain. Or inside their brain. Kind of cool technology. But this woman. when it's this woman, it's like metal panties and just metal th- metal melons over her bra, over her boobs. And that's and how you know it wasn't Pamela like, Anderson. <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh. No, and then she dies. That was a kind version of it. And then she it. dies. But one, oh. no. Uh, if, if, if it was Pamela Anderson, there was no way. The only kind of torture it would be is if it barely covered her nipple. And then it was like a, it was a tortured nipple uh uh, device and like you still saw her boobs jiggle that would be the way they did it but you know it's not pamela anderson because you you know they would never torture her without being able to see her tits that's what it felt like in this movie i just like that makes me so sad to hear that pamela anderson is like ah oh, this is gonna change everything and you uh, watch this movie yeah I, I i definitely went into it very sympathetic for pamela anderson uh, having watched the pam and tommy series uh, which in itself is kind of an unkind thing to Pamela Anderson to drudge that up after like twenty years. I wondered um, why that. Like, I'm like, is that okay? Like, wh- like it seemed like a weird choice. That's why I, I, I think that's part of the reason I haven't watched it still. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought the acting was absolutely excellent. I thought Sebastian Stan, uh, Stan and uh, Lily James really transformed themselves into Pam and Tommy, and uh, I thought their impor- their performances were just incredible. But you, you definitely finish the series. Like, is the series making me feel bad for watching the series? Like, it's um, another voyeuristic kind of thing about their relationship and celebrity culture. And I was like, oh, no, I just, I just like, miniseries. You're like, no, and, I, no, I didn't and... mean to, Katie, at the end of the series. No, no, <laughs> I didn't mean it. 
I, you guys show me commercials every five seconds for this this miniseries. I thought it looked fun. And it you was spent a for a while. a lot on advertisement. Mm-hmm. It gave me a lot to think about, though. But it definitely felt like, don't watch the thing you just watched. It was like, man. But anyway, I, I really agree that Pam Anderson gave it 110%. Unfortunately, the character of Barb isn't very three-dimensional. She's uh, always has to be a hardened badass all the time. And I think that this is kind of like a symptom of a larger problem of the 90s. Of like, we we really wanted to do feminism. I, or at <laughs> least I feel like men really wanted to do feminism. But they weren't sure exactly how to do it. So the way that they thought to do it was to basically do the male action hero star. Like, have her be a total badass. Yeah. But also have her boobs out. It, it, it feels like, oh, you're so close. You're so close. But also, they wouldn't really let her be vulnerable, which is just a huge shame because she was hurt so bad by her her lover leaving her in the middle of battle. Like, she never really knew what happened, and it clearly, like, that's the, that's the genesis of her being so hardened. And we can't really tap into that. And I, I just, I, I think that, like, um, and, and you really didn't tap into that so much in Casablanca either. Because that was kind of a symptom of uh, men in the 40s. Like, like we weren't going to... And that movie even takes place, like, I think early... Or no. Yeah. So, we weren't going to, like, go into Humphrey Bogart's baggage too much. Um, but I feel like since this was made in the 90s, which was kind of a more touchy-feely time, there was kind of the space to be like, okay, what would Humphrey Bogart's character say about that kind of hurt? How can we delve into that? And how could that hurt be different if Humphrey Bogart was a woman. Like, I think that there are layers to play with. There's just not, there's no time because we got to get to the cool action stuff. And it, well, it's and a loss. Well, it makes me think about, like, comics aren't even, they're not even necessarily done with, with drawing female characters this way. Like, it's mm-hmm. not gone. And, like, it's gotten, it's gotten a lot better. But, like, think about, like, I think about, shit man we play that dc versus mortal Kombat game that's from like 2009 like the way like the way catwoman and like all the female characters are on there like they look just like pam in in this movie like that's exactly how they look oh yeah and like that that's and like if you look at miss marvel like uh like predating you know maybe like the 2010 ish like where she's wearing like what brie larson wears in the flick like the full-on suit and everything like there's it's pretty sexualized like that's kind of a big stigma that and when you're translating comics to the screen it's like you're kind of doing it twofold almost right like it's like it's like okay like it's like it's hypersexualized on the page and now we're bringing it into three dimensions and so you're already like kind of fighting from uh from behind to to do something empowering well i think that's like the hardest problem is it's like you it's the what we've been fighting for is for women to be able to control their own gaze of how they're deemed as sexual and like and but also they want like you want strength from your superhero and yet no one seems to be able to like um separate those two things and then you get like let's fast forward back like the backlash of um, Captain Marvel and her not smiling, Brie Larson being told that she didn't mm. smile enough. Um, and then you like, um, Margot Robbie and like Harley is like a perfect example of the first Suicide Squ- uh, Squad movie is like watching her in that movie, she's so. She's hypersexual. 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 And then when she, when she took and responsibility and Birds of Prey, like everything changed the way that clothes were fit on her, the way that, um, her, like, her hair was even, like, all of her costumes are different because it's like, no, 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 you don't, she doesn't need to be hot all the time. And I think that's why I'm, like, watching this movie, all I can think of is, like, Oh, thank God there are female directors. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. Because it's also like she could bang a dude if she wants to. Well, you know what I mean? I also don't want to discredit that there, that's the hardest thing is it's like women should be allowed to fuck whoever they want without feeling the consequence Wonder of that. Wonder Woman and Chris Pine hook up yeah. in, in, in both movies. But I just mean like in like let's 
let's say that this character could have been Bond-like. We just watched on the Oscars mm. this whole Bond series, and then they start to show the women, and it's like everybody knows that the women are in there to get mm-hmm. fucked and die. And like, and, get and, fucked and die. Just, Man, that's a badass tagline, Taylor. Uh, but it, yeah, but it, it's true. The Bond girl way. <laughs> and so it's, it's just kind of like why, in my opinion, it's like, do what are we fighting for? Do we want her to be able to be like Bond where she can she can be sexualized and she can control it and then she can fuck the man and then and and then not care about her partner and then like all of those things and I think that's where we're getting to a point and what we see movies now where it's like can a female character be messy and just uh, I don't I'm losing my uh, no, trail I, of thought but well it, it just I like, hope that makes sense well there's just like it, there's a difference it's like if if you have dudes making this movie in 1996 it's like look she can show her boobs as long as we show her killing people as like, long as she's not losing fights what's what's wrong and i think that's mm. you know uh, what you know two steps forward one step back you know what well, i mean it's like, like look we made well, look what we did we made a we made a female a female lead in a movie like a oh, good job that's a good thing but all the other but the means to it is all sucks right well and also at this point and in it's time not the internet, realistic either well the internet doesn't exist so it's not like a lot of people are actually or 1997 96 of, i mean it's around but it ain't shit yeah and people there's like you, really, you could do the whole internet in in, in, a, in a few hours yeah you're not really finding all you know does what what are all the uh porn sites that are uh, tim robinson suggests? oh he's like you porn, porn xx in i just think red tube they're like the 90s homegrown simpson stuff fall short of people weren't getting all access passed to to porn so they're also there was probably still, a mainstream i think the earliest internet stuff was porn i think it was weird on the internet man <laughs> yeah but it's like not everybody had access weird to that shit. so i feel like cinema was still being like oh yeah we'll still make adult films what college dude in 1996 isn't going to go see the Pam Anderson movie? Like, everybody had her Baywatch Pam Anderson on their wall. Am I wrong? Well, also, again, because the, the Pam Anderson uh, Tommy Lee sex tape was out, and it was available for purchase. Oh, like, so it probably people, dicked it, this box office hard. Like, if that yeah. never comes out and she comes out the gate in this movie, this movie's, the, like, the, the, the toast of the town, at least for that word of mouth, right? Like, everybody freaks out when people... Like, at least it used to be a, a way crazier thing when somebody went nude in a movie. Was it not? Am I crazy? I don't know. I feel like now it's more... It's not, it's not as big they of a deal. They weren't the movies I was watching, and I don't tend to ask my dad his history on movies. <laughs> if uh, Knocked Up is anything to believe with that little subplot with tracking when stars are nude, then I, I, would, I would say yes. <laughs> at f- in fleshofthestars.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no shit, dude. Uh, I I think it's I think it's all pretty, you know. Eh. I I it would it would, it's like kind of how I feel about enough. Like right for a remake. I wonder if the comics good. Like I'm I'm mad curious about this. Like Dark Horse is sweet. <clears throat> Kevin just inked a deal with with Dark Horse. Like Kevin's doing comics over there now. Like it, that that brand is still alive and well. Um, they used to have the Star Wars comics back in the day before. Like you know, in between Marvel, it's pretty cool. Like. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually really curious about the book. I do know that uh, this movie kind of uh, blemished uh, barbed wire in the sense of, like, the original comic was already over by the time this was released. However, it was going to be, like, another 19 years before there was going to be a new barbed wire story because of the uh, stigma of this film. Yeah, I read that on the IMDb page, but I didn't give much detail on it. I love you, Woo. IMDb. <laughs> I think it's. I wonder if I'm getting more because I accidentally signed up for IMDb Pro and got charged, and so I'm, you know, it's not accidental. It's a good thing. I'm, it's a. Com- I'm if a commercial. You're, you're I'm a real walking actor. commercial nah, for you, my for IMDb. I bet you Katie has IMDb Pro. Katie, I don't actually. Pro? Well, I used to whatever. through work, or I used oh, to use whatever. my bosses at work. Pretty cool. um this looks like a cool book a reboot was published in 2015 and lasted eight issues fuck um nice little mini series mm -hmm. i don't know who wrote it uh uh let's find out created by chris warner and team cgw um what else has he done oh he worked at dc sorry this is probably interesting content for the reader oh my god look at this he wrote some moon knight well yeah, he wrote some Moon Knight, Doctor Strange, 
did some Batman pencils and cover art. Did some Predator books. Alien. Oh, look at this guy. This guy's cool, man. This guy's done some cool books. I have some hesitation. Never mind. I don't like things. him. I don't like him. <laughs> I. You know what? Oh, and it looks like he's the one that came back and did uh, the 2015 to 2016 oh, eight issue thing uh, that's with cool. Patrick. Do you know what this makes me want to look up? This makes me want to deep dive on this, like, who was the first person to design um, female comic book characters' um, outfits? Bro, look at the way he drew Spider-Girl. That's a great costume mm-hmm. to die for. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of like that. I don't know. No. But do you know, Katie, you know what I'm saying? Like, who was the first one to, like, just cut in, show off their boobies, even in comics. Like, who decided that? I don't know. Was was the what's the movie about the dude who wrote Wonder Woman and it like gave her a whip because he was like having his wife and another girl oh like God, up I right? Him. Yeah, I saw that. Like, professor, uh, whatever, and her Wonder Woman. Professor Someone who did Chip and Wonder Woman, I think. I was like very cool. Like, and I remember watching a doc thing about Wonder Woman. It's like, yeah, like. It's all pretty sexualized in its inception to, like, give her, like, a whip and, like, stuff like that. It's not a whip. It's a fucking lasso. But still, it's, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, like, hey, man, it's it's a, it's a it's been a long, long road. I'm sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> for y'all ladies, you know. I, 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 I have to hope it's getting better. I just watched the... Uh, Shut up. Just watch the trailer for they got the Kamala Khan Kamala Khan oh, show. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. the Miss I, Marvel. I don't think we'll have to worry about but her boobs being out in that. No, no boobs in that. No. That's I think she's like a fifteen year old kid in that. So I know that's a joke. Um, but uh that looks cool, you know. I don't know. I think I think I will this is a took far till, reach. Took till Black Widow get a movie that pissed me off. You ladies, am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, right. uh, I think one. I think that's why you don't see a lot of females. Intru- uh, I don't see a lot of mainstream females joining in on the comic book craze because it's like, from what you see from the outside, from bare minimum, you see Catwoman, you see Wonder Woman. You're just kind of being like, oh, that's why I never got into them because I just am like, oh man, look, it seems like all the. And I think that's very fair, unfair to say. That it's no, a, I it's wouldn't. a sweeping generalization. Not really. And I'm sure that there are many female comic book writers who have tried really hard to break that stigma. But I just think that that is why the audience is geared towards men more. I mean, I, I think that's... Comple- I don't think it's a groundbreaking I, statement. No, I think it's a completely fair assessment. And, and obviously there's like co- corners that have been turned, but there's still like lots to lots of ways to go. I mean, like for, for every you know a tier female character you've got a hundred like dudes right yeah. so it's like how many batman movies do you have versus any other like female comic book movie like wonder woman's got two um captain marvel's gonna have a couple but like even still like black widow only now just got one which i think is bizarre yeah like it, it's it's not the sequel to enough in barbed wire seems like promising young woman cross that shit over mm. that that's a sweet threequel if i had a if i had an indie theater for a weekend yeah <laughs> show those movies like watching the progress knowing that that was made it was written by a woman it's just like killing eve is out here existing now instead it's pretty cool pretty cool just a little history to think about <laughs> i really got it i told you guys i had it i mean if you didn't expect if you've never seen the, this pamela anderson movie and you didn't expect me taylor to have a very harsh judgment you haven't been listening to this podcast well here's what's up though like this is not look man you like you put everything else aside just do the plot just say the plot out loud and it's not normally a movie we would watch babe like frankly like oh, we yeah. don't want, so like you're we're not built in for this movie already and I, I don't blame, like, I think I just am like, oh, it's just so sad to think about uh, uh, Pamela Anderson thinking this is going to change her career. Because she did work hard. It's like, you can say, tell. She's like, working hard. She's working hard. Oh, in other lighthearted news, you know who also worked hard? Mm. Um, the sequence where her bar gets raided. I'm going to make a little lighthearted. And she is the, her butler. Let's, what's oh, Udo um, Kier's? What's Bruce Wayne's Alfred? Alfred, like clearly her Alfred totally. comes in and 
the moment that the, everything's breaking down, this like poor actor, they they must have been like, we're gonna get a close up on you and how you react. But his character is not. It's it's one dimensional, and so he just all of a sudden like lifts up his arms slowly, and he's just like, you feel like his brain's going. What? <laughs> and then he's like. And then you see him later look like he's gonna cry, and he's going, no, it all feels so slow-mo. It is so, 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 so funny. Oh, that poor actor. Just was probably like, why are we doing a close-up on me? Like, who am I in this movie? What am I here <laughs> for? What relationship? And to another gag that deserved a very good, <laughs> very, very funny. When a guy comes into the bar and says, get me a drink, and he's all angry, and she's like, hey, man, it seems like you've already been overserved. And he's like, he says, the guy's like, fuck you. And she goes, Camilla, I think that's the name of the dog. And mm-hmm. he goes, the dog jumps up, and it says, package check. And the dog bites the man's dick. <laughs> that's the good shit. It was. She's her secretary, and she could be kind of mean, according to Udo Kier. But he introduces Camille. So good. There's also another great reaction oh. shot near the end where there's a, a a junkyard kingpin who is just called Big Fat Big is it just oh. Big Fatso? Is is that his whole name? Or yeah, great I Big think Fatso? it is. It's like I definitely dude he reminds me of like Baron Harkonnen on Dune. Like mm-hmm. fucking like just this disgusting fucking like it's so repulsive bad. garbage throne. It's such a bad thing to be like, you know, who like the, the 90s is so clearly like, you know, what kind of people are bad? Fat people. That's fucked oh, up. Oh, yeah. That's it, so fucked up. It, it, it's, it's very much a, like, aren't fat people gross, fam? And it's just like, I, uh, uh. I mean, like, you could have other job things. Job of the hut. Like, I, I don't know why you went. And then to not even hide it, just to call him great big fatso is like. Wow, what a sign of the times. But the the reaction shot is at some point a grenade is thrown in his lap and it they have a zoom in and it is maybe one of the funniest zoom ins I've ever seen in a movie ever. It, it's <laughs> such a so good reaction shot. Funny. It's Looney Tunes. <sighs> God. Yeah, no, this move this movie it feels like every caricature in instead of like what could have been an interesting movie um don't choose big fat so also her brother is blind you know Mm -hmm. and they they run with that one and um oh god there's just so many it's just when you see a movie like this get made you're like how how? But then you're also like, what sells sex sells? And sometimes you have to remember, even being a movie lover, that not every movie was made to be art. Well, it's, made to be, that's... it's made to be art, but it's not Not everything's meant to be highbrow. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, yes. it's interesting how much of a vibe the post-apocalypse was during this era. I feel like there were quite a few post-apocalyptic movies Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, so there must have been this fear in the 90s of, like, society is just going to collapse. And, like, we're going to have mercenaries of all kinds. And sometimes they can look like Pam Anderson. Why not? I There's a lot of creative little tidbits in here. A lot of world building. And clearly it comes from deep lore. And, Luke, I actually think about you whenever I watch films now. Is, like, is there a choice being made and there are choices. There are actual totally. artistic choices being made in this film. There's a look to it. There's a feel to it. There's definitely uh, just a vibe of, that they're going for. And it, it, it is cohesive to me. Mm-hmm. But it's also dumb. It, yes. It, it, it's, it's deeply dumb. But they did. They were consistent. And I do think that it is very um, articulated. I understand what this world is. Totally. I, I think it's well and it totally makes sense that uh that the director worked on a Schumacher set with Batman Forever because you could totally get those vibes and stuff. Um that's kind of a dystopian Gotham City uh in Schumacher's flicks for Batman and um it shows off here like yeah, I agree. I think it, it totally there's there's several choices being made. And few bolder few bolder than starting off with like a very long stripping scene. Mm-hmm. Um 
but uh, yeah, I think it's totally it's a full flick. Um, it's not it's not the best movie of all time but it's not like the worst either like and that's how i feel like dude morbius has taken a lot of shit and this will be late by the time this episode gets out because i'm I'm behind by one or two but when saw that and i'm like people are so weird like it's not like the fucking greatest thing i've ever seen but it's also not that bad like people are just bizarre like it's everything's so hyperbolic and then like and i think it's just like I don't know. There's like some toxicity to like uh, to Twitter. That's not a breaking statement, but like once something gets like like shit on, everybody dogpiles, and and Morbius is just the latest. So it's um, it's just easier to like blanket state like this thing is the worst or this thing is the best, and like right. our whole thing, which has always been the thing on this podcast, is just like yeah, okay, somebody says this is the worst. Is it really the worst? Like, like let's find out. And right. nine times out of ten, it's not completely the worst. Like, there's you, you can find something great in every single one of the films, and almost every single one of the films we've covered. It's always normies, too. It's always people that, that's, always, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, it's always people that fucking don't write or don't, like, haven't, like, actually done the thing, I feel like, for the most part. I feel like once you've done the, the fucking thing or like get slapped in the mouth enough in the world of like, <laughs> of like be, trying to be a creative, like you start to realize that it's kind of fucked up <laughs> to say that stuff all the time uh, about things like that. And, you know, if it's just sure, like, and there's some movies, I guess, where it's just, um, Oh guys, I mm. think this movie, it's, it's, you think it's just, I think that, uh, I'm saying I'm not saying I'd die for it, but I'm saying at least there's some <laughs> stuff. There's some stuff going on. Like, wasn't the worst time of my life. Yeah. What else am I gonna watch? I'm gonna watch The Office the 300th time. Here's the thing. I, will. I think that if you don't, if you're, it's hard to discount the normies when it's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Taylor didn't like that. Well, I just think that it's it's more along the lines of. Um, when you're when this movie comes out, you get how many movies in the movie theater, and you accidentally go to this one, and you spend your money on doing that. I think it's kind of like you have to pay, uh, you have to be respectful of your audience. We now live in a time period where um, the audience has gone crazy. Like we mm. change movies or we change looks of movies because people don't like the way they look and the audience wins by that. Sometimes you know? that's warranted. The sonnets look bad and they fixed it because the fans <laughs> were right. Like, sometimes it's warranted. That this is a movie, positive case. Yeah. The, yeah. the Snyder Cut happened because crazy fans were crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe too far. Uh-huh. <laughs> just think it's like, where are you drawing the line, man? Are they dumb or are they smart? Who? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're dumb. I'm just saying a lot of times the, the sometimes the loudest people... Um, are saying the least. Yeah. Um, I think that you give credit to the person that is the production designer of this movie. Mm. You give credit to Pamela Anderson mm-hmm. for trying to take a character that is so terribly written um, and trying to do anything with it. You give her credit there. Kind of lead a movie, um, too. You're in every scene of the movie for the most part. Yeah. Like, that's not that's no small um, task. I would like to rip this director to shreds. David Hogan, mm. my wife, does not yeah. care for your film. Um, and uh, the writing, it's like you, you can do better. Um, I think this is what happens when you also have a thick plot and you don't know how to keep the plot going with also keeping it interesting. You know, where it's like someone thought of the idea of the plot and then they're like, yeah, but how do we tell it? Uh, I think that this movie suffers from that. But I think that I just, oh, this movie is cheap. You know? <laughs> I'm just so mad that you told me that she wanted this movie to change her career. I think I'm I know, so man. disappointed. It's so sad. That's like the most heartbreaking thing I've ever heard. It is, but on paper, I think, like, I don't think she's that crazy for thinking that at the time. Like, you don't know. Like, it, it seems no, like this movie could break exactly out. No, that's exactly it. That's why I'm, like, mad at the director again. Like, that's why it's like. Wait, I hear you. I hear you. And I think it's, I think it's a hard... Someone had to make I, a decision to say, yeah, you know what? Show your tits in the beginning. And Oh, I'm know. not saying that. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, like, it's not even about her, her tits at the beginning. I'm saying it, it's more so, like, you're fighting an uphill battle already because the source material is yeah. a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, it, I think it's tough to put that all on the director. Like, what's he doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're adapting that. Like... In my, unless the book is nothing like that. The director, the director is the. You're right. The captain. You're right. He's the, you know, 
Uh, and he approved a lot of things that I'm sure, like, again, the production coordinator and uh, or the production designer probably was led by him and all these things. I just think that it's like, um, I just think you can see when a, a director and because I'm not even just talking about this. The single shot in the beginning is one thing, but then the other shots, she's changing in the middle when she's with the um, chief of police. Yeah, she's and in she, the tub. Oh, yeah. Later. Yeah, and you, it's a see-through tub and underneath. She stands up, soapy boob, yeah. with like a gun. Like, and I'm sure the producers were pushing to be like, if he got a note that they wanted it to, there to be more nude nudity included, like, this movie knew what it was selling. So, you know... The poor woman got bamboozled, you know, and the director, I guess, probably maybe, you know, if I'm going to give him a little leniency. But it's also a product of the time. It, everything's punching down. The jokes are punching down. Everything's, like, nothing's going up. It's all going down. We're getting to the grime of it, and we're living in that world. We're not like, yeah, this movie's not for me. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> say it's I, – I don't know who it's for. Uh, except for like, I think again, it's for like, men to jerk off. To. I don't think I, exactly. Like, I don't know who. More ladies. I don't know. Oh. Who, I don't know who it's for, it's, other than the people that wanted to see boobs in 1996. Yes. And I feel bad for the comic book writer if they like really made this like badass woman who's you know. I don't know. I have to look yeah. up a book. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> Katie, any final thoughts? Final thoughts. Uh, this is a very, very silly movie. It, uh, I, I think it's really funny that after the first twenty minutes, it decides to be Casablanca. That's really funny to me. It's so weird. And, even like they, they don't even hide it. It's like just like, uh, look like Nazis, but just like a little futuristic. Yeah, I, I got a real big kick out of being like, oh yeah, that part from Casablanca. That part from Casablanca. Uh, I think that Pam Anderson did the best that she could with what she had to work with. Uh, I think she deserved better. And, um, mm-hmm. but that said, I didn't have a totally terrible time watching this. Um, I saw uh, a Siskel and Ebert review of this where uh, Ebert actually was defending this movie and was like, at least I was entertained. And Siskel was like, I was not entertained at all. And I feel like uh, Taylor and I are, I'm in the, <laughs> I, I'm in the Ebert camp and she's in the Siskel camp. So sunrise, sunset, movie reviews <laughs> on this movie. If Taylor enjoyed if Taylor enjoyed nude women like we did, no, I'm I'm cutting that. I'm cutting that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no shit. We're having a good time, Katie. No, <laughs> I did say I was like, oh man, how horny is everybody? <laughs> Taylor's like, what do you do? I'm like, I'm just watching. Okay. <laughs> Back to what your actual final... Well, Katie said yours. Maybe you want to do your final thought, babe? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, no, I'm always pleased to to get some perspective on something I never heard of, like, and I'd never heard of this flick. Um, So um, I, like, I I want to be cultured by by both of you, and that's what the show often does. Like, otherwise, it just... If it was just me picking the movies, oh, boy... (gasps) Like it, we used to be going in circles. So um, I'm I'm pleased. I'm pleased it was brought to the table. I don't know if I'd watch it again. <laughs> I don't know if I'd watch Word. it again. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, um, I think when this inevitably gets rebooted as a comic book property, like everything will. Um, I don't know. Like there's there's a world of different things. I think maybe now where we're at with adult animation, um, you mm. find a way to do that. Like I think of the the Harley Quinn show that's rated R and like, like fucking as far as i understand like takes pot shots at batman and like does whatever it wants and um i think this could also maybe find a world oh, like yeah. like that like a very a very interesting thing to me would be seeing this as an animated series um taken dead serious by somebody down the line uh, i agree i think that it in the right hands this could be very interesting and this got just like put in the wrong hands ip is ip like you know what i mean I, I'm, not... I'm still shooting for J-Lo to re- reboot enough. Um, do we have any extra credits? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I watch Morbius. Yeah. <laughs> Katie? It's hard because it won't be mad relevant. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's true. Uh, I've been watching The Dropout, another Hulu <gasps> original series. Yes, The Dropout. Yeah, mm. the, dro- the Dropout. This the is a dropout. very, this is a very exciting 
Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I find Elizabeth Holmes to be utterly fascinating. Um, I watched this shortly after I watched the uh, Inventing Anna series, which is about another <gasps> uh, con artist, a lady con artist. And uh, I, I enjoyed them both. They, they make me feel a little ill because the entire time I'm waiting for the, for the other shoe to drop. And I don't need, I don't really like the main characters, but I find them very interesting. And I think that both mm. of those series really effectively make you care about what's happening without having the main character have to be likable, which I think is rad. And, uh, oh, I've also watched Minx. I'm really into Minx right now. Which is a series Ooh. on HBO about a um, a feminist who wants to get her magazine published in the early 70s, but cannot find any interest except with a pornographer who has the idea to put nude men in the magazine to gain interest. And so you have the the brainy world of femi- feminism colliding with uh, pornography, and it's I I'm having a wonderful time. <laughs> I think it's great. The writer before this wrote on Clifford the Big Red Dog. I Shut love up. that. Oh Clifford yeah, Clifford so Emily. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. You go, girl. You you'd get I that like, done. I like Clifford that Laker. <laughs> needed pornography. That Lakers <laughs> that Lakers show is cool too with John C. Riley. I dig that so far. Yeah, Ooh, I've been We're watching watch that. that. Oh, yeah, I think it's it, it's a good time, and Jason Siegel just showed up in it, and I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm watching the final season of Pose, catching up on that. It's on Hulu, Ooh. and oh, God, I just, I love that show. Sad that I'm, like, coming to an end with it. So I watched that. It was a then... shit feeling coming to the end of a series. I, like, ugh, I hate it. Yeah. Uh, and then I think that's that's it for now. Yeah. Cool. Great. All right. Uh, <laughs> all that being said i've been luke i've been katie and i'm taylor and we will see you next time barbed wire forever <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs>